podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm uh, Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm good. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Yeah, I, feel I mean, like I know I'm... people are hearing this on the regular schedule, but I'm a little rusty. Yeah, but we're also doing two in two days or in three days because we're doing another one in a couple days. We are. Yeah. Because next week, this is behind the curtain stuff, next week is the TCM Classic Film Festival. Oh, shoot. So okay. we're, we're doing another one in a couple of days. So Oof. we're going, yeah, but then it'll be another two weeks. But So it's, yeah, uh, uh, I know you guys are hearing this at a regular pace, but it's hard to get into a rhythm when we keep doing this. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm in a better mood today because it's actually warm and it's nice beautiful. outside. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I feel like I've been complaining so often how cold it is, and now it's kind yeah. of spring has sprung, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Um, it seems like, for now, the rain seems to be behind us, the cold seems to be behind us. I had I, I took advantage of the weather today, I had a nice, nice outdoor brunch with a friend, a friend nice brunch. walk in the park with yeah. Dar. Yeah, yeah. Stroll. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Southern California. Yeah, tomorrow is uh, Easter. Tomorrow is Easter Sunday. By the time you're hearing this, yeah. it's already come and gone. Jesus has risen. Is that that's what happens on Easter Sunday, happens. right? I don't know about these things. Yeah, so he, yeah. I'm a heathen. Yeah, he was crucified and spent three days dead, and then he came out of the cave okay. where he was well, entomb- I, entombed. I do love uh, Easter egg hunts. And I love Easter baskets. Yeah. And I love uh, all the iconography that goes with these. I love pastels. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if I'm a pastel guy. Huh. But, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, do you remember, I don't know why I was thinking about this. First off, you didn't men- mention the absolute best thing about Easter. The Easter egg hunt that no. I made for you? Uh, no. That's the best thing that's ever happened on Easter. Yeah. But the best thing about every Easter uh, Egg-shaped Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh yeah! Did <laughs> you get any? I didn't get any. No, I should. I should have got them at. Uh, I was at Vons today. I should have picked some up. Uh, yeah. For not Angelino's, Vons is a a I grocery think, store chain. I think people know what Vons is. I, context clues. I think they probably know. But I think if you're not, if you don't know L.A., okay, call to action. Do you know what do you know of L.A. grocery store chains? Because I feel like. People know Ralph's mostly because of Big Lebowski, but that's just my own personal experience. Oh, okay. Because because you get Albertsons. I always thought that Albertsons, Albertsons is just like nationwide, though. Oh, okay. you know. Okay. There's Vons. You got your Johns. You got your Erwan. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got that's very um, Gelson's. Yeah, is like Whole Foods, but just LA, right? Like pricey stuff. It's not like Whole um, Foods. It's just like a yeah. It's just expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's not like like organic or anything but right. it is just but there are gelson's i think have like they're known for their bakeries and their meats that they, those are like mm-hmm. high end mm-hmm. and then you're just paying a 30 percent markup on pringles or whatever the fuck just because you're in a, a gelson's but there's also bristol farms bristol farms now there's i don't know are there any pavilions left because so i feel like i've seen some that's vons right it's yeah so same. it used to be that my understanding, this happened before I moved here, was that Pavilions was supposed to be like the Gelson's of Vons, like the kind of a fancier Vons. But it, over time, it, they just like stopped doing that, and it was just a weird thing where some Vons were called Vons and some Vons were called Pavilions, but mm. you could still use your Vons card at every one. And now I think they just changed them to Vons, because I think the Melrose and Vine one, which was the Pavilions when I lived in that neighborhood, I think it's just Vons now. 
I used to think the Pavilions was kind of like a fancier, more upscale Vons. I think that was that was the, that was my okay. understanding is that was the original idea, but they never really followed through on it, and I think have kind of abandoned the Pavilions idea. Okay. But anyway, uh, call to action. So I was going to say from Big Lebowski. I don't know if you remember the Big Lebowski that like uh, they can't believe how when after Donnie dies, spoilers for Big Lebowski, they can't they have him cremated and they can't believe how much an urn is. Yeah. And John Goodman is like. Is there a Ralph's near here? And he comes back with the big coffee ground, yeah. like Folgers coffee ground tin. Yeah. That's so. I know Ralph's from from Big Lebowski. From Big Lebowski. That was why I knew what it was before I moved out here. That's funny. Um. So yeah. Uh. Okay. So uh, where were we on everything? We were talking about Easter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about the. First, I think we'd mentioned it before, right? The first uh, quarantine, like pandemic Easter, you bought a bunch of like squishy fake Easter eggs and did an Easter egg hunt around our old, our old apartment. Well, for the me. first one, if you remember, they were actually I filled them up with candy and clues, and I hid them around right. the house. And then the second year, I didn't want to eat all that candy. Right, it's not like a big part. It's just us eating chocolate all night. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, because we're also depressed. So um, yeah, we got the squishy. We ones. got the squishy ones. I that think were we talked about it like, because I remember talking about stress balls. We had a whole like aside about stress balls. Yeah, I have such a bad memory. We probably talked about it two weeks ago, last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah. Friends and um, others, we apologize. If you're new to this show, this is not normally a show where we no, talk about we, grocery stores and Easter egg That's hunts. what the podcast is. <laughs> this is a show where we talk about friends and how I met your mother. Watch an episode of each a week. Compare, contrast. We have different segments. We do all sorts of things. Uh, we are at the end of season four of both yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh, season four, episode 24 of Friends is called The One with Ross's Wedding Part Two, which is interesting because last week was not called Part One. It was just called The One with Ross's Wedding. Right. Um, season four, episode 24 of How I Met Your Mother is called the Take... Leap. Oh, just The Leap. The Leap. Not Take the Leap. No. Just The Leap. Uh, so we're going to put a pin in The Leap. And we're going to start with season four, episode 20, 24 of Friends, the one with Ross's wedding, part two. So it starts, we have a little like previously on type of recap. Um, and then the episode proper starts with Phoebe calling um, the Walthams, that's Emily's family's home, and getting scolded by the uh, the maid, I guess, mm-hmm. on proper phone etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um. um which reminds me, once I was a kid, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the name here, even though it's not important. Um, I called a friend, and his dad answered, and I said, um, "Hi, is Brian there?" His name was not Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm changing it to, and his dad, uh, um, was like, "That's how you t- like start off a phone conversation." Like he scolded Ew. me over the phone, but then I like when. Brian came to the phone. I told him what happened, and he was like, "Ignore him. He's drunk again." It was like actually kind of a sad thing that like I came to realize his dad like yelled at his son's friends, or just was an alcoholic. And yeah. in some ways, like some ways, it was weird. Like I remember one time we were like hanging out in Brian's uh, garage, you know, um, and then suddenly his dad like opened the door and was like, "Brian, come in here." <laughs> uh, uh, bon Jovi's playing uh, uh, like Wanted Dead or Alive. 
on, on VH1. Come watch this. And Brian had to be like, I'll be right back, guys. It was like oh, a sad, God. like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's um, like the fun drunk dad. But, but I, I, could, I got the impression yeah. it wasn't always fun. And even yeah. when it wasn't fun, it was clearly embarrassing for Brian. Yeah. Um, but uh, Brian's dad also owned a restaurant. I don't want to give too many what yeah, kind of details. Uh, just like a like a drive-in type of old-timey like burgers and onion rings and fries and stuff type of okay. restaurant. Um, but sometimes we'd be over at Brian's and his dad would come home with just a box of like like uh, hey, we didn't sell all the cheese poppers tonight, so here's a fucking cheese bag of cheese. Poppers. Yeah, wow. it was like really fun. Like jalapeno poppers, or like they were just like sticks. little cheese ball. Like ma- imagine a mozzarella stick except in ball form. Wow. Yeah. I just like <laughs> lost my like breath. I I couldn't breathe for a second. Because <laughs> you want some of these? It's breathtaking. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a sad story uh, about my. Uh, friend's dad but a fun story is uh that yeah so phoebe isn't able to get through she wants to warn somebody about rachel coming she isn't able to get through we jump to the rehearsal dinner where we meet emily's parents Mm -hmm. emily's mom Mm -hmm. is the great jennifer saunders uh adina monsoon (laughs) sure yeah um also uh she was in uh, I was going to say recently, but this is 10 years ago now, but The Wolf of Wall Street, That's like, right. ever. Yeah. Uh, but then Emily's dad is Tom Conti, um, who's in a lot of things, but one thing I know you've seen because we watched it together um, in the movie Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. He's mm-hmm. he's Lawrence. He's yeah. Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I know it's remembered mostly as, like, David Bowie's in that movie, but yeah. David Bowie is not the title character. Tom Conti is Mr. Lawrence. Uh, in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, speaking of which, uh, R.I.P. Ryuichi Sakamoto, the great uh, composer who did, yeah. um, among other movies, did a, maybe my, probably my favorite score of his is the Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence score. I also like The Revenant, which is one of the more recent ones. I didn't like the movie The Revenant, but I like the music. That's the one with the bear. And Leonardo bear DiCaprio. DiCaprio, yeah. Yeah, not a great movie, but really great music. R.I.P. Ryuichi Sakamoto. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that, so this is a delight, and this is just... We're not even done That's with great guest stars. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah. Um, like uh, Elliot Gould and, and Christine Pickles are back as, yeah. as the Gellers, which is great. Yeah. Uh, there's a funny Jack bit. And Judy. Yeah. There's a funny bit where, because um, uh, Joey, if you remember from, from part one, is getting homesick. Yeah. And he asks what the uh, hors d'oeuvres are, and it's uh, goat cheese, watercress, and pancetta. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, none of that is food, but like, I don't buy that. He knows pancetta. I was going to say, I don't buy that yeah. Joey Tribbiani doesn't know what That's pancetta Italian. is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So do your research, writers. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's a, uh, what I found to be a very funny running thing where they, the Gellers and the Walthams agreed to split the cost of the wedding. Yeah. But the Walthams, sneaks that sneaks they are, are trying to fold the cost of a bunch of home renova- renovations because the wedding or the reception is at their house. Yeah. So they're like remodeling a bathroom and they like lawn care. And they like, want yeah. like a wine cellar. Yeah, so they're trying to get the Gellers to pay for half of all their home renovations as well. But they also run um, like an interior company. Oh, that's right. Because when she answers the phone, it's like she's always on her phone. Yeah. Um, 
uh, and Jack is like, nobody takes advantage of the Gellers, and, and Judy's kind of like turned on by uh, how manly he's being. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cute, to be honest. Uh, yeah, she's all horned up. At the um, airport, Rachel forgot her passport, which led you to ask me where my passport is because mm-hmm. I, we're going to Mexico in a month. I'm going to Mexico in a month. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be I, here with me. In February, sent in the thing for a passport renewal. According to my bank account, they fucking cash the check. It is now the second week of April. And I still don't have anything. So friends, I got to like reach out. Friends and mothers, first person to write in <laughs> can go with me to Mexico. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Give me your passport number as I'll need it for the flight. Yeah. I'm really starting to get worried. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. might need to like do something drastic. Sneak into Mexico? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh Ross, because Ross doesn't want his dad fighting with Emily's dad, so he's handling the negotiation. So there's a very funny thing where he's like the agent or whatever. Yeah. Like it's very funny. He's yeah. like, if I go back there with yeah. whatever They're it was, laugh like in my face. yeah, lawn ornaments, yeah. Um, uh, so there's a funny, and then the funny scene where Rachel comes back to the apartment and phoebe's like oh i'm so glad you changed your mind but she's just there to get her passport and she runs right back out again and then phoebe has a funny line that i won't i don't know if it's in your funniest moments um why am i always pregnant when she does that oh no that wasn't (laughs) but that is funny yeah um chandler gives a toast at the rehearsal dinner which i'm trying to remember is there is there a protocol for who toasts or whatever at rehearsal dinners I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did anyone give any... No one gave any speeches at our rehearsal dinner. No. Because ours was very informal. We didn't even have like an actual bridal party. It was just like... Well, yeah. We had just had... You had a maid of honor and I had a best man. Yeah. And then our um, officiant, who's our friend, was there. And then... Our parent Our families. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Uh... Yeah, so Chandler gives a, t- a toast where he makes a bunch of jokes that don't go over very well. Um, Phoebe, I don't know if we learned how, but she has gotten uh, Emily's mom's cell phone number mm-hmm. and calls uh, while she's making a roast beef sandwich, which is a nice callback to earlier in the season that she's eating meat, you know? She, yeah, she's eating meat. There's like a full sandwich spread, but there's also just like a potato on a plate, <laughs> like a full like russet. Just, like, by itself. I didn't notice that. What I noticed is, like, look, Phoebe, eat meat if you want to. I'm not here to judge. Obviously, I eat meat. But that is too much mayonnaise. (laughs) She put so much mayonnaise on her sandwich. Um, And that's coming from, like, I'm a mayonnaise guy. Also, aren't pregnant people, and no judgment to any people, but you're not supposed to eat, like, all the nitrates of, like, sandwich meat. Yeah, like lunch meats. I don't know. Maybe people didn't know that in 1998 or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so she calls Jennifer Saunders. She gets hung up on. Um, but she does tell Jennifer Saunders that um, she's pregnant with her brother's children. <laughs> yeah, I'm having my brother's babies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, then Joey makes a toast because he's also a best man where he just talks about how much he misses home in New York. In Central Park. <laughs> and yeah. Until uh, the bridesmaid 
next to him, played by Olivia Williams yeah. from from Rushmore and uh, The Sixth Sense and other things. Yeah, I love her. Uh, most recently for me, The Father from 2020 uh, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar that he wasn't present for, <laughs> for that movie. Okay. Um, I think that's the last thing I would have seen Olivia Williams in. Yeah, uh, Oh yeah, always been a big fan. Um, so, so she's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear you're leaving. And he's like, I'm not leaving, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Geller finally tells off Tom Conti, uh, um, sorry, Mr. Waltham. Uh, and, uh, I, ha- I have been leaving something out of this, which is that Mrs. Geller, Christine Pickles keeps Judy, uh, keeps making these digs at Monica about how she's not. Married, married and is never yeah. going to get married um and monica's like getting drunker because of that and she's very sad and and uh she's been looking for consolation in chandler and then bef- right before we go to commercial break here we find out that they slept together you know it's yeah. the morning of the wedding and then and monica wakes up in chandler's bed um but how she like spouts up from like under the sheets is kind of funny oh right because ross comes ross into the room in, and we don't see her she's yeah. under the covers yeah and then as soon as he leaves, she pops up. But it's like clear, like Chandler's clearly hiding something because like he's got the he's got the comforter all the way up to his chin. Yeah. But I think again, as we talked about last week, it's a testament to how tiny how tiny Courtney Cox is yeah. that she could just hide in there. Um, and also, it's just like a a funny because her hair's all like messed up. Yeah, that's right. Her hair's sticking up. Um. Uh. Yeah. Hold on, you made me think of something. Uh. So, Rachel's now finally gotten on a flight. She's sitting next to Hugh Laurie, mm-hmm. Dr. House himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I never watched that show. I don't know why I'm going with that, but he's from a million things. But uh, the great Hugh Laurie is, is there. Um, uh, Phoebe and Joey talk. Um, you know, Joey's like... Uh, telling her about olivia williams and she's like i need to talk about like more impressive thing mm-hmm. more present things about rachel but then once they get that out of the way she's like so tell me about this girl and i thought that was like very cute yeah that's actually my funniest but oh really yeah oh i'm sorry i didn't think it was funny i just thought it was very cute i thought the the switch was yeah. very funny all right sorry i didn't think to um hugh laurie is attempting to ignore Rachel because mm-hmm. she's she wanted to talk to him. He put his headphones in. She's talking to the guy across the aisle, mm-hmm. but he's clearly been able to, unable to block it, block it out because he rubs off the headphones and completely tells her off, says everything I would want to say, which is like, this is a horrible thing you're doing. You're a selfish person. Mm-hmm. And then he says, uh, it also seems to me perfectly clear that you were on a break. And yeah. she's like, <gasps> that's under but, the umbrella. But uh, all right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important. Yeah. And it's also important to also, uh, to, it's important to me to always point out that Ross is right. They were on a break. Yeah. Ross, Ross did nothing wrong. Um, so it's the day of the wedding. They're in the, like, illegally occupying this dangerous yeah. construction zone. Yeah. Uh, demolition area. And it looks um, great. It, yeah, it looks great. But um, someone's going to get crushed. Um, well, someone does that, get crushed. Good one. Good one. Um, they're all keeping guard against uh, Rachel Ross's with Chandler practicing his I do's, which is very, uh, that was a key, I don't know if that's in your funniest moments, no, but it's a, but it was cute. Cute. he says, I, he says, I do like three times in a row, kind of like all the same. Yeah. And Chandler's like, you're right. The second one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Joey's supposed to be standing guard 
um, against Rachel coming in like the back way. Uh, but then Olivia Williams comes out and she's like, talk New York to me. And he, we get a, we get a, what, how are you doing? We get a forget about it. And then they, they're making out. Um, and meanwhile, uh, the Gellers and the Walthams are arguing and, um, uh, Ross is trying to deflate the situation and Emily comes out, what's going on? And then he sees her in a dress. So you're not supposed to see me in my dress yet, blah, 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 but it's very cute. They start making out at this point. Emily just, uh, breezes or Emily, Rachel just breezes in. Emily doesn't see her and goes back to whatever <laughs> part of this uh, hollowed out yeah. falling down building is yeah. her like bridal suite or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Rachel, having seen them making up, making out, can't bring herself to say what she came to say, and just says, "Congratulations." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phoebe calls Joey, or he calls Jennifer Saunders, who hands the phone to Joey during the wedding, and Joey talks on the yeah. phone as he's walking down the aisle. Yeah. Um, that's very funny. And then he like sort of stays on the phone co- so that Phoebe can hear the ceremony, um, and then. Uh, Chandler and Monica are are coming down the aisle together, and they're talking. You're not supposed to talk when you're doing this, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. They're talking. Have you ever been a bridesmaid who had to do the like walk like that? No. I think my my brother christopher's wedding was the only time that i was a groomsman who had to like link arms with a bridesmaid that i yeah. didn't know well, i was a maid of was... honor and maybe i did because i was a maid of honor in my sister's wedding and did you walk down the aisle I was it like that kind I of did. yeah yeah so uh yeah it was probably with uncle jim yes of yeah. course okay of course. so yeah i don't all i remember is um i didn't know i'd met this girl at the rehearsal we do the rehearsal before the rehearsal dinner you know mm-hmm. that's why you do it mm-hmm uh didn't know her and i don't know if you remember this she was like very tall <laughs> she was taller than i was that's what i remember is is walking down the aisle like very slowly step at a time arms linked with a very tall young woman that i had never met before uh, it was a bit, a bit intimidating <laughs> i was like i look so short yeah uh look guys think about this kind of thing yeah. you know that's fine. yeah i mean i know there's short kings out there and i have much respect to the short kings um yeah it is intimidating. Yeah. You know? Um, because uh, it's intimidating because I know a lot of women don't like to date men who are shorter than they are. Yeah. You know? I've never had that issue. You've I'm, never had that problem. Five foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Short queen over here. Yeah. Yeah. Short and sweet. That's what I like to mm-hmm. say about about my wife. Wait, what did... Uh, oh, I said last... We watched a movie that was short. I'm like... Oh, it's, did I say it was short and sweet? I think you said it was, yeah, yeah, short and cute or short and sweet. And I was like, just like you or whatever. Yeah, I took it as a dig. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but anyway, the Chandler, I, four seasons in, I still can't keep the men's names right. I always have to think like, not Ross, not yeah. Chandler yeah. and Monica are, are talking about like how, what they did was a mistake but then Chandler's like but I'm coming over tonight though right and she's like oh yeah definitely so that's cute and then they go their separate ways yeah I don't know like so it makes me that's where it made me wonder like I had assumed the first time this was like Monica was upset and feeling insecure about the 
things her mom kept saying about her. Mm -hmm. And that's why she jumped into bed with the first guy who was nice to her. But now it's like, well, clearly she liked it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I don't know. We've talked before about like, I know that there's some sort of romance with them in the future. So, um, I'm letting that color it a little bit. Um, uh, so they're doing their vows. Weirdly, I noticed that they, that uh, I don't know if this is, Oh, UK listeners. The vicar or whoever says, uh, till death parts us and not till death do death us part. part. Is that a UK thing? Yeah. Um, that sounds better. Till death parts us. I like that. Um, no, I like to, till death do us part. I like that old timey, like syntax. I don't know. I feel like till death parts us. I don't know. Just like, it's just more like evocative. I guess, but it's like in the passive voice. Yeah. In our, in the till death do us part, it's like we are parting upon death. Whereas till death parts us, it's something that's happening to us. Death has parted us, so it's passive. Yeah. But I guess you're right. It is more evocative because death then becomes the subject of the yeah. of the clause. It's so like, like more death eerie. is a yeah yeah. You know what? You've won me over. Okay. Because death is a, becomes a character. Friends and mothers, which do you prefer? <laughs> yeah. And do they say till death parts us in the UK? Yeah. Um, uh, and then I'm like, I'm like putting, I can't even say this out loud because <laughs> it's so, Emily says, I, Emily, take you, Ross. And then Ross says, I, Ross, take you, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I, my stomach did a cartwheel. Okay. So it worked. Because I just put myself in Emily's shoes yeah, and like that is horrible. Yeah. Can you imagine? But like the setup was so good with like Phoebe being on the phone, Rachel being there passively, and just like it you see Rachel's face and she's like, Holy fuck. Everyone's like, Holy Yeah. Holy we get fuck. yeah, we get a like a everyone's stomach everyone's, does that. Yeah. Yeah, everyone has the same reaction. So that's if why only I, Gunther could have been there somehow. If only Gunther could have been there. <laughs> but that's why I looked at you. Like we Normally yeah. don't communicate, but I wanted to see if you knew that was coming. No, no. Okay. No, I did not know. Okay. And uh, But you knew something was going to happen at the wedding. I think, I mean, I think I said, they're clearly not getting married. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. Uh, or I, I guess maybe I started to think maybe like by the season five premiere or something like the season five premiere, like something will have happened yeah. or will happen in that premiere. But I was like, clearly they're going to, I would know enough through cultural osmosis if they like yeah. state. So I was like. Something's going to happen, but I didn't see that coming. But I thought see that, that coming like, cultural and... osmosis would, like, you'd know about this. No, remember I didn't know about You're My Lobster or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Like, all these things, these iconic things. I think, I'm trying to think what I knew before we started the show. I certainly knew how you do. I knew catchphrases, like, how you mm-hmm. doing. I knew Chandler's thing was like, could I be anymore? You knew, blah, blah, like, we were on a break? I guess I'd heard that, yeah. yeah. I don't, but I didn't know the context. Okay. Um. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's, and then that's where the episode and the season ends. Yeah. It was a big, big deal. Yeah, it was. Um, do you have any other straight observations? I mean, we don't see what Emily does, so we'll have to wait till next season. Yeah. You know, but obviously she's devastated. Yeah. I want to know what she does. I want to know what Olivia Williams does. The vicar says like, should I proceed? (laughs) Yeah, right. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely hope at season five we see more 
Helen Baxendale, more Olivia Williams, more Tom Conti, and more Jennifer Saunders. I don't think we're going to get any more Hugh Laurie. Um, uh, let's move on to funniest moments. Um, uh, I'll start just going chronologically. Um, I thought there was something very uh, cute about um, Phoebe saying, Hi, is this Emily's parents' house? Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of when um, on Seinfeld, because we always think about Seinfeld, yeah. when Jerry wants Elaine to go with him somewhere for the weekend or whatever, but she has to work because Mr. Pitt like won't let her and she's like, I can't go. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her dad won't let her go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you have? Just, um, oh, sorry, apart from the one I already stole from you. Uh, well, we were talking about um, uh, Jack and Judy Geller and like Judy being all like horned up and he was, was it, did Jack say like, sorry, we were late. We were, no. Oh, she said, she says, we were writing the two. I insisted on writing the two. Yeah. And he and says, then Jack's Judy. Like, Judy. <laughs> She's like, that's what they call it. Um, I liked, um, so Chandler's speech wasn't funny. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but I liked how he sort of like gives up and just says, okay, Congratulations, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like in that speech when he's like, I'm just, because this is like the rehearsal dinner, I'm just going to do a little toast, a Melba toast, if you will. <laughs> you liked that? And no one, yeah, I liked it. Uh, no one else did. Um, I liked um, Hugh Laurie putting on his headphones the first time because, yeah. like, he tells Rachel, like, asks Rachel if she's going to keep tapping because she's like so nervous she's tapping yeah. and he says something about like if you're gonna do that the whole flight you should take a sedative or maybe i should or maybe he says the other way around I or, should, whatever. or give you one or give you one yeah and then she's like no sorry and then she starts to just tell her story and he just like uh-huh and puts his headphones on um so hugh laurie is yeah. obviously like so talented my my favorite was actually hugh laurie um so he's listening to the conversation the whole time and when he like tells her off when he says i'd have to agree with your friend phoebes um my last well my last one is just ross i'm just going chronologically this isn't necessarily the funniest one or least funny but uh ross ending the fight between the parents by saying if i hear one more word no grandchildren yeah i thought that was funny yeah um so we already gave away my um the one where phoebe like goes from you have to stop this wedding. I can't. And then like, so tell me about this girl. And yeah. She like coyly sips from her tea. Yeah. It's yeah. just a cute. Yeah. I, that's what I said. I said it was cute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should we make it fashion? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with something that I liked, but I don't know. I have no idea what to call it. So Phoebe's hair is pulled back, mm-hmm. but instead of like a, ponytail it's all like spiky in different directions like it's like an anime character almost she does that a lot is there a name for that how do you get that effect um i don't know i think it's like stick straight hair if it's put into a bun it's gonna naturally do that okay yeah but what about gravity (laughs) like does she have to put something in it to make it do that no i don't think so if you have stick straight hair and maybe the ends are a little bit dry i think it's going to naturally do that okay well it looks cool it's not going to flop over like when your hair grows it sticks straight up it doesn't flop and then we're going out far enough to see yeah do you think because listeners if you don't know what i look like i guess you could i don't know where do you find a picture of me on your website 
Yeah, it's an old picture, but yeah, I guess so. Um, your Instagram? I guess you could find pictures of me on my Instagram, but I don't like... Instagram is for, like, friends. I don't yeah. like listeners <laughs> checking my Instagram. <laughs> um, except for Steph, obviously, because we've met in real life. Um, she's allowed. Uh, but, yeah, I have very short, like, shaved short hair. You know, num- number one. Number two on the top, number one on the sides. I should know. Yeah, my hairdresser is sitting right here across from me. But do you think if I didn't cut it, it would just keep growing out? <laughs> like, how, how far out would it go? <laughs> Yeah, I think it would. No, because I had long hair when I was in, like, middle school. Not by long, I mean, like, down to, like, my mouth. Yeah. Like, I remember... I say that because I remember my hair was long enough to chew on. Ugh. When I was in, like, seventh grade. Ugh. Yeah. You don't chew on your hair? No. Hmm. That's disgusting. But a lot of people chew on their hair. Like, when they're little kids, maybe. All right. Uh, friends and mothers. <laughs> friends and mothers, do you chew on your hair? After I just shame them. But I'm standing up for yeah, them, saying no, no shame. Yeah, it's. I, I say it's cute. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, fashion. Uh, oh yeah, I've got a couple more. No. I hated Emily's wedding dress. Okay. It had like that little like, um, like little sweater over it, like the. Not a bolo, but it's like a little bolo sweater. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Um, I loved, loved Hugh Laurie's tie. Oh, okay. It was like a, I guess kind of maroon or like brick red, but with white like pinhole dots, like soup, not polka dots, like super small, like okay. uh, white dots on it. It was okay. uh, very stylish, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, very tasteful. Um Adina's Adina. Um Emily's mom. Okay. <laughs> um in every outfit it's like every every outfit is like tacky and over the top and has feathers and I love that touch. Um her speaking of tacking over the top, her makeup was also like yeah. her rouge was like rouge. very prominent, right? Yeah. Did I, I use the right word, right? Yeah. That was rouge. It was a very prominent. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? It's just funny. It's, That's what it's called. I know, but a lot of people call it blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. who calls it rouge no it's that's you're correct no but who calls it rouge i think a lot of people do okay. i think like old people listeners <laughs> rouge or blush <laughs> i think that's a very like old timey well that would be in keeping with yeah. my general personality yeah general personality um <laughs> one more I, I wanted your opinion uh here's a stupid thought i had okay when Joey and, and when Olivia Williams comes out and is like, talk New York to me, and, and, they, and he starts making out with Joey, I was like, oh, she's wearing the same dress as Monica. And I was like, oh, right, bridesmaids. Yeah. So what did you think of the bridesmaids' dresses? I mean... They're very simple. Red is a strange... You don't see that all the time. Yeah. For, for bridesmaids to wear, like, bright right. red. Well, isn't there a thing... I don't think it's true, but isn't there a thing that, like, if a woman wears red to a wedding... It, she's signaling that she has slept with the groom. Have you ever heard that? Oh, no, I haven't. Google that. I, that's a real thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I saw it on a Reddit, like, am I the asshole? Uh, you, you ever read those? Yeah. 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 I think that's where I saw it. Well. But um, I Googled it. And it's a real. It's a, oh, I, I, but it's a real, like, myth. It's not actually a real thing that people do. But it's a real thing that people say. Okay. Yeah, it, it usually it's kind of like more like muted tones, I guess, or jewel tones. Sure, not, you don't want to show up the bright. 
Right. Um, but um, Emily's mom wore all black. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we move on? We didn't get a mazel to the magna, doodle. Yeah, we didn't even see it. Yeah. We only saw Phoebe's in, in uh, Rachel and Mon's apartment. Yeah. Uh, what's under the umbrella? Okay. Um, great guest stars. Fantastic guest stars. Yeah. Um, also under the umbrella. But also, real quick, great guest stars, but not in like the stunt way of like, hey, we're going to have Jean-Claude Van Damme or whatever. Yeah. It was like, they just came up with some great people to be like the roles. It wasn't like, I don't think, especially like at this time in 98, like... Other than those in the know, most people watching Friends weren't like, oh, Adina, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, cool people were. But not everyone. Um, I think it was just like, it's just good casting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you a big AbFab fan? Well, I didn't have cable. I remember my um, my my aunt, uh, also my Aunt Mary Ellen, um, who's the um, one person in my extended family who had, like, I would say generally good taste in music and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. She loved Ab Fab. She probably mm-hmm. still does. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying in the past tense. I just haven't talked to her in a while. Um, but she was also, like, super into the talking heads, and we would always talk about, you know, um, uh, that era, like New Wave, BPD2s and stuff like that. But she didn't like punk. She would always be like, look down her nose at me for listening to punk. She liked New Wave stuff. Mm. But anyway, um, she was obsessed with Ab Fab, and, and, and I didn't have cable at all and it, it was on comedy central a lot yes, yes. so we were watching it at her at michael tom and Aunt mary's house yeah uh, so i i would say generally i like it but i don't know the show that well because generally um uh, i don't know the show that well because i know i like i just saw it saw it sort of piecemeal okay and i certainly never saw the abfab movie i didn't see the movie but there was a time on comedy central where i think they leaned heavily into like british sitcoms because that's where i the young became ones obsessed too. with well uh, also, League of Gentlemen. League of it Gentlemen. It was like AbFab, League of Gentlemen, and then a bunch of kids in the hall. Yeah. This was like maybe 2000, Wait. 2001. Yeah, that would be around 2000. League of Gentlemen was a sketch show, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, Young Ones. Um, did Comedy Central show Black Books? Mm, I can't I remember. I I've definitely recall. seen some of Black Books, but I can't remember if that's where I saw it. But yeah, Young Ones I liked, speaking of punk, because I was just like, whoa, a a TV show about punks. Yeah. (laughs) And they're funny. Yeah. Um, Okay, also under the umbrella, sorry. Um, We got a How You Doing. Yeah. Um, We were on a break. Also, um, like, Rachel being a selfish, horrible person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pairings, you know. Friends pairing off, so we get a Chandler and Monica. Chandler and, Monica. and also, well, this is a strong episode for my OTP, Joey, Joey and Phoebe. Yeah, and yeah. how he even says, oh, don't worry, like, you're always my number one Oh, Phoebe, you know you're still my number one girl. I wrote yeah. it down. Yeah. It's very she was, cute. She's not actually jealous. Like, she just, like, wanted to know about this. She didn't want to talk about Olivia Williams, but yeah. he thought she was jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah. Um. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. 
Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we're back. <laughs> no? Yeah, but I'm just trying to decide if I have to cut out... <laughs> My sip of water? No, no, you saying, um... <laughs> I meant to turn that light on. Uh, well, it's the fan, and you turn the fan on instead. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. So we start. So wait, should your um go? The listeners already know, already know how he f- finishes out. Yeah. We, should your um go before the ad, after the ad, or are you going to make me do the extra work of cutting out the um? Um. <laughs> how about this one? Um, maybe before. So it'll go um, then the ad. Yeah. And then you'll say, and we're back. I wonder what the ad was. Yeah, who knows? It's probably different depending on when people download it or listen to it. Okay. Changes. I hope it's real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there was... Uh, I have to... I, I get sent a list of brands, you know, uh-huh. that I, like, approve. I don't always know what they are. Okay. And I generally lean towards just saying, like, fine, unless it's, like, obviously bad. And there was one that was, like... Survivor survival gear and the company was called like like Patriots Home or oh, something like that and I was like yeah, nope no no no, no. <laughs> which is sad because I consider myself a patriot but the word patriot has been so co opted by that it means something fascist yes. that it means this like yes. it means this thing of like patriotism can only be defined in one way my way you know that right. which is essentially fascism you don't want to and I, I don't want to align myself which, who... which bumps me out because I do believe in the possibility of America and Americans. But I feel like I can't come out and say I'm a patriot or like display an American flag because people are then going to assume that I'm, that I am against trans people in sports or whatever like stupid thing that MAGA people are are obsessed with this week. Yeah. An American flag now is kind of like a a hate symbol at this point. It does suggest a lot of, unfortunate things which is a bummer to me yeah um but let's talk about how i met your mother <laughs> a great american tv show um uh, okay so we pick up to um ted designing the um rib town uh built like the big giant yeah, hat the, for the these, hat restaurant for the, yeah um and then Barney comes and bothers him because he's like trying to focus and Barney comes and bothers him and um Barney starts using a suit as a as a um, representation of his feelings for Robin. Yeah. So he basically says, like, imagine if we were suit shopping and you, I see like a double breasted Canadian suit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though you wore the suit, I really love it. Yeah. And Ted knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. He's like, you should, you love the suit. Tell the suit. Yeah, tell <laughs> the suit how it. you feel. Yeah. Tell the suit how you feel. Get the suit. Um, meanwhile, it's also uh, Ted's 31st birthday, and he can't be bothered because he's focused on this design. Yeah. And Marshall is trying to summon him up to the roof where people are waiting for his surprise party. Yeah. I have a question yeah? that only occurred to me now. Mm-hmm. If Ted's been like locked away working for 72 hours. Yeah. 
How did everyone get on the roof with the surprise party? Someone else in the building? Yeah, I'm assuming there's another way to the roof. Anyone, like, they could probably... Oh, just use the stairs. Just use the stairs. They don't have to use the fire escape. They don't you yeah, need to I'm use the fire escape in Ted's apartment. Yeah. How They're not the only was, people with roof yeah, access. All of those people in the building have roof access. Yeah. Yeah, it's a stupid question. That's why I didn't think of it before. I just thought of it now. Um, Way to dress me down. Oh, I'm sorry. In front of all the listeners. Sorry, just call me Hugh Laurie. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, um, Ted says, like, I'm not going to go to the party, and Marshall's like, obviously it's not going to be a surprise party, you already had a surprise party right? for your 30th birthday, Yeah. Um, so I'm obviously not going to do that again, but Ted's not falling for it, he refuses to go, um, up on the roof, um, they're frustrated that he's not coming, and, um... Marshall makes this, like, throws this, like, fit, and then it looks like he's going to jump off the roof, and yeah. then we get a flashback to them looking over at a adjacent roof that has, like, a, a beautiful, perfect uh, patio with a hot tub. Yeah, it looks great. Like a finished, yeah. like, stained patio with a, what would you call it, like a canopy or like something? Like a deck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a covered... Yeah, it's like the rooftop perfect... Rooftop porch with a hot tub. Perfect rooftop patio. He wants to take a leap. And um, uh, Lily stops him by saying that she's pregnant. Right. And... Yeah. Right? That's later, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. He um, spends the entire party trying to work up the nerve to... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but she talks him down by saying that she's pregnant and then he says like oh i noticed you have been gaining weight yeah. and she oh, says see, you i took one of your funniest moments you took one of mine oh well oh, actually she, that was under the umbrella not uh, okay yeah and then she says i was i was lying you jerk yeah but now go ahead and jump or whatever <laughs> but now jump yeah i hope you die um barney's about to tell robin and then <gasps> like she stops him and says like i have to tell you something I'm in love with you. And then yeah. we cut to commercial break and we're all gobsmacked. Yeah. Not um, as much as Ross saying. Yeah. I take you, Rachel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, Ted walks into the kitchen and the goat is in there. Yeah. Lily's goat. Lily's goat's in the kitchen. Um, Ted calls Marshall and says, it's looking at me. Or does he call Lily? He calls one of them. Yeah, I think he so calls Lily because he says, your goat. Right? It's looking at me. And yeah. then we get a reminder of the goat um, being brought to the classroom by that, like, butcher farmer. <laughs> and Lily... Um, Rescuing the, rescue goat? the yeah. goat? Rescues the goat, buys it from him. Um, so I guess it's just been living with them in Doa Tripla all this time? Yeah. Yeah, maybe in their yard. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we're back to the Robin and Barney scene. And she says, I, I'm in love with you. And Barney rebuffs Robin. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, pats her on the head and yeah. walks away. Musses her hair. We'll get to that Musses later. her hair, yeah. And then um, he meets uh, Tracy, who just got off the bus from Iowa. <laughs> and he pretends that he's the producer for the Rockettes. Yeah, yeah. And she believes him. And then um, Lily's like, why would you do that? (laughs) 
And and then she kind of like roasts him and says like the like the second that you know she reciprocates yeah you're like so turned off by it yeah and then she admits you know she um she admits that she's kept a secret for a long time and then we go to we get a flashback to robin and lily talking at mclaren's yeah with marshall too yeah marshall knows too that barney has been in love with robin and so robin's upset and she's like i don't know it's gonna crush him um, oh, right, because Robin finds out because she, unbeknownst to Barney, was in her bedroom when he had the whole Canadian devil-breasted suit thing. Yes. Right, so that's how Robin found out ahead of time. Yes. And so she's talking to Marshall and Lily at McLaren's. That's yeah. Okay. Um, and then um, Lily's like, this is like a pretty high-risk option, but you could also do the Mosby. And yeah. that's basically just like saying I love you immediately and then turning someone off, which is yeah. what happened to Robin. Um, in the pilot episode. In the pilot episode. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I wanted to bring up something about this scene. Mm-hmm. If you can mention it, where, or if I can, uh, where Robin says something about, like, how could he not be in love with me with all this or whatever? And Marshall's, like, unimpressed by Robin. Mm-hmm. And his reasons why are uh, you're freakishly tall and you don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. Which, as I mentioned before, like, I do feel. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> women who are taller than me, I feel like they don't like me. Yeah. You know, um, it's not that. So it's like it's not that I'm not attracted to someone who's taller than I am. You know, mm-hmm. but like I do feel like oh, it's like that's gonna be. A, I, I'm a, I assume it's a deal breaker beforehand, which is like it's not true. But also, I mean, now I'm a happily married monogamous man, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, why are you but, considering this? Um. But then don't believe in ghosts would actually be a plus for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Because ghosts don't exist. Well. There's no such thing. Well, you love me and I believe in ghosts. No, you don't. kind of do. <laughs> no, you don't. I kind of do. But you don't believe in an afterlife. No, I don't. Yeah. So where are these ghosts? Where are they coming from? Look, that's not what this podcast is. I have some <laughs> beliefs. I'm glad you have some beliefs. I have none. I'm a nihilist. I believe in nothing. Good one. Um, Okay, so Lily tells Barney the truth about Robin. I'm sorry. Kobe Smulders is five foot eight, so that's that's the whole reason I brought that up. Was I looked it up? Is Kobe Smulders actually freakishly tall? She's five foot eight. I don't think that's freakish. That's definitely on the tall side, Mm -hmm. as as American women go, right? Yeah. Or Canadian women. Yeah, and no heights are freakish. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Kobe Smulders is five foot eight. Okay. All right, sorry. So Lily tells Barney the truth about Robin. Um, okay, now the go- Ted is with the goat in the apartment. The goat won't stop eating this washcloth, which is cute. Um, so the goat's in the bathroom with the washcloth, and then the goat kind of, like, chases after him. Um, after Ted, because he takes the washcloth away. Because he takes the washcloth away. The goat away. just wants his binky. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so we see, like, Ted being pegged by the goat, and then we see them... Him, at- him being what? Pe- <laughs> 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 I guess crushed by the goat yeah. is more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was right the first time. Um, so they're all in the hospital, and then we get 
an idea of what how Ted remembered it. So this is like a little like peek. We always talk about how it's like through the lens of Ted's memories. Memories. Or, yeah. So the way he sees this goat uh, pummeling is like a um, like an attack. Like the goat. And like a wrestling match almost. Yeah, like he like he's like him and yeah. He elbows the goat in the head. Or this <laughs> was like upsetting to me because that goat is so cute and I. But First it's clearly all, a fake goat when it's Of course it's a fake goat. I just, I don't like animal actors to begin with, and I don't like brutality. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and then he learns that, um, well, Lily tells him that um, the goat is Missy, and so, he, like, they joke about, like, you got beat up by a, a girl goat. Yeah, I was going to talk about it later. Annoying, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Um, uh, Robin and Barney... Have like kind of a a fake like heartfelt moment, and Robin's like, "You like, you don't need to get emotional. That's not who you are. I don't. I want to save you from this. Save you from the trouble of this." Yeah. And so they're kind of like going back and forth of like, "We don't love each other," but then they end up making out. Right. This is in the hospital after Ted's this been attacked by by the goat. Yeah. Does the goat have a name? Oh, yeah, we Missy. do. We, we find out. Yeah. Missy. Yeah. Did you already say it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Meanwhile, Ted uh, gets denied Ribtown, this like beautiful building that he creates. They didn't yeah. like it. And then um, a, a call back to Sven. Yeah. Sven makes this like big robotic gorilla. It's essentially ape. the exact same thing yeah. they did for the OMB bank, but with a cowboy hat with on. A cowboy so hat. it's a yeah. dinosaur with a cowboy hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Ted's like, I couldn't even get that. And Ted's yeah. feeling really down on himself. And then Lily gives him a talk like, you want it so bad. Like Missy wants that washcloth. <laughs> you just keep going back to it. <laughs> um, and then she was saying like, we all, we all gave up on our plans in one way or another. Yeah. And Robin's like, no, I'm still a newscaster. It's at four in the morning. Yeah. You guys should watch. And Lily's like, is that still on? Good yeah. for you. <laughs> um, and she kind of says, like, you should take the leap. And then Marshall um, takes that literally and goes outside and takes the leap to the fantasy porch. Yeah. The fantasy patio. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and then they all do it. They all do it. And they all take the literal versus metaphorical leap. Okay. I have always said about myself that I have a fear of heights that is, like, within reason. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you should be somewhat reasonably afraid of heights. Mm -hmm. But what does it say about me that this entire scene made my palms sweat? Does that, like, I felt my, my heart rate rose and my palms were sweaty during this entire sequence of them jumping from one rooftop to another. Yeah. Do I have an above average fear of heights? I think you do. But it's never, like, stopped me from going up in a tall building or anything. It's never been yeah. that, but I do, like, have a, yeah, like, a, a physical reaction yeah. to it. I wasn't worried about Marshall because he's a giant. Well, I wasn't worried about any of them because it's a CBS sitcom. Right. <laughs> and no you've one's going to get, like, pancaked. And you've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Stakes are pretty low. Um, but just, like, I probably wouldn't make that jump because I know that I wouldn't be able to... Do it. No one should make that jump. No one should make that jump. Even if you are certain you can. Mm -hmm. What if, you know, like, 
Barney, I'm assuming, is wearing leather slow, leather sold dress shoes. Mm-hmm. What if he's got the perfect position and everything, just slips a little bit? Yeah. There's no, like, do-over. Mm-hmm. You're dead. Yeah. I would never do that. Yeah, well, sometimes you have to take this... Meanwhile, I would... Leap of faith. I would skydive, because I know that there's... Safety. There's... Well, first off, the first time you do it, you have to go tandem, right? Yeah. So, like, I know there's somebody else in charge yeah. who knows what they're doing. Yeah. I know there's two shoots. There's, like, a regular one and a backup one. Yeah. Like, I would jump out of a plane. I haven't done it, but you and I just talked about this recently because we yeah. went... We were vacationing last weekend with a friend who just came back from New Zealand where she did jump out of a plane. Yeah. Um, and it looked like so much fun. I, I would... I definitely want to do it. Yeah, I would definitely jump out of a plane. Friends I would mothers, not jump off of have a... Have you jumped out of a plane? Yeah. Or would you? Or would you? Or any sort of... Um, Death-defying, like parasailing, is that scary? Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's when you're tethered to a boat, but you're like flying in the air. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, that sounds fun. Parasailing, that's what it... Right, yeah, parachute with a sail, yeah. yeah. Makes um, sense. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess, because we're, go- we're going to an amusement park... Tomorrow. Uh-huh. Spending Easter Sunday at Knott's Berry Farm for the Boysenberry Festival. Yeah. It's going to be... I'm so stoked because I've never be, been in Knott's before. We're going to be riding roller coasters. I love roller coasters. You don't. Uh, we'll you see. once... I love a log flume. Oh, yeah. You got to love a log flume. Um, I can't wait to go... Well, I don't really like Disneyland anymore because it's A, too expensive, and I'm like also like not happy with Disney just in general lately. Um, but I'm really excited to see... I never saw The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. But I'd also never seen Song of the South because you can't see it. I like and, Princess and the Frog. Oh, good. But, you know, they're turning the uh, yes. Splash Mountain, which was based on Song yes. of the South, which is a, a ride I always loved because I don't have any association with the movie. I just like log flumes and I like the animatronics. Yeah. So they're turning it into Princess and the Frog. Yeah, but there were that day where, like, your friend, your friends, the Patriots... Like, yeah. tried to boycott Disneyland and, like, went to it and rallied around it. Which is so stupid. Like, yeah. first off, why? You're going to stick up for a racist movie? That's yeah. stupid. But also, like, Disneyland changes, like, Tower of Terror yeah. is now Guardians of the Galaxy. Why didn't you protest that? Yeah. You know? They change stuff all the time. No, you know? because they're... Were you mad when Mulholland Madness became Goofy's driving school? It's not about that. It's because they're racist. And they, and want, they want to, to uphold... enshrine racist culture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was at Costco just yesterday, and a man was wearing a shirt that said, fuck woke, woke culture. <laughs> and it was, like, so embarrassing. And I, like, that had is, to take a double that take. Is very embarrassing. And it's like, What? Are you do and I and I looked at him out of the corner of my eyes and another guy caught me look at this other guy's shirt and we both kind of like what? snickered at yeah. each other like making fun of this clown because yeah. that's what it, that's embarrassing yeah but this guy thought he was like so cool oh he's really sticking it to us yeah <laughs> <sighs> that's how, have you noticed that like a lot of the MAGA Republicans like will use. The word Democrat as an adjective, it's like the, so the like the Democrat party, the Democrat position instead yeah. of Democratic. And I feel like it's it happens often enough that I feel like it's supposed to be some kind of insult. Yeah. But I feel like it just makes them sound like they like are uneducated. They just sound stupid. Yeah. It's Democratic. Democrat is not an adjective. And I don't understand what the point of saying it like that is. Yeah. I think it's supposed to like be belittling, but it just makes them sound stupid. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
All right, we're way off track. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, where were we? Um, okay, so they all jump. They all make the literal leap to the um, patio, and then they're. Ted says he's going to reevaluate his year. So he's had like a really tough year. He got left at the altar. Yeah. So much has happened. But it led him to where he is now. And we yeah. see that he's he took the professor job, professorial job. Yeah. And I guess he, which means he must have gotten back in touch with Tony, but we didn't. We don't see Tony. Or maybe he took a different route to become a professor. Oh, okay, maybe. We don't know. Um, and then he tells us that um, uh, uh, that's how he met their mother, who's yeah, in the classroom. That she was a student, which was, is something that hasn't aged well, yeah, right? Yeah, she's a student in the classroom. Um, and then the episode's over. Yeah, like post me too. That's a little like ooh. It's like sours the whole. It's supposed to be this romantic story, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah I used my position of power over your mother to. Yeah. 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 Even Ooh. if even if they're like the age is appropriate, there's a power imbalance. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's gross. I'm not. Yeah. It's a little gross. Yeah. I'm not trying to be. Look, like your friend at Costco, I'm not trying to be part of cancel culture. You know. <laughs> Fine. Do what you want. Yeah. It icks me out a little bit, yeah. <laughs> right? I yeah. can say that, right? It's the same way I feel about like May December romances and movies. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not. It happens. It can happen. I don't. Not too much I can say about it, but I'm also allowed to say that I think it's kind of gross, right? You could say it's cringe. <laughs> it's cringe. Yeah, I could say it's a little cringe. Um, In the day's parlance, I uh, Ted talking about <laughs> this is the season finale. So Ted talking about what a tough year he's Ted had. Talk? Yeah, he's doing his, he's doing his <laughs> TED talk about what a tough year he had. He's talking about the season of How I Met Your Mother. Because right. he talks about this was the year I got left on the altar. It's like, well, no, that was last year. Yeah. And it reminded me of the one uh, 30 Rock. Um, I can't remember what season it is in the finale when Liz says to Jack, uh, it's been a hell of a year, huh? <laughs> and Jack goes, Lemon, it's May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, should we go to funniest? Uh, yeah, you start. Well, no, I also wanted to mention um, the AC Newman song that plays. Yeah, um, um, Prophets. Is that what it's called? I yeah. just know the one by one by one by one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like quite literally them jumping one by one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Love AC Newman. Yeah, we didn't get to see him when we, right? Yeah. When we, we saw the new pornographers and he was under the weather or something the night that, that yeah. uh, but they had. Um, Which I might go see new pornographers because they're playing in June. You should do that. Or November. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but they had the dude from Ockerville River come out yeah. and did a couple of the songs that, that AC Newman sings lead on, which was like a hell of a surprise. Well, like, no, AC Newman was there. Dan Behar wasn't Dan there. Dan Behar wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, I got it confused. You're yeah. right. AC Newman was there. Yeah. Dan Behar wasn't there. Yeah. But anyway, they still had the Ockerville River guy whose name was Will something, I can't remember, um, come out and do Dan Behar's part, yeah. which was a treat for me as a longtime Ockerville know, River but fan. Y- you missed that. You missed that sound. Yeah. You but know? when we saw the new pornographers like way back in like 2010, yeah. Dan Behar was there, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was like the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. New Pornographers are playing in November, and Nico Case is playing in June. Oh, okay. So we may or may not go to both or one of them, or yeah. I will. We'll you and I have already seen Nico Case together twice, and we've mm-hmm. seen New Pornographers together twice. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should just keep it going. Keep it going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, do you remember when I, when we, back in 2010, when I saw 
when we saw new pornographers, it was, this was before there were like apps like SeatGeek and Vivid Seats and stuff like that. We like, they were playing two nights mm-hmm. and we, you, you got the tickets mm-hmm. off of Craigslist, mm-hmm. but I had to go mm-hmm. the first, we were seeing them second night. The first night I had to go wait outside the Fonda for when the show got out and meet the woman you bought the tickets from and physically like take. Yeah. That's so weird that we had to, had to do that. Strange. I had to take actual physical like yeah. uh, delivery of, of the tickets. So I was like, yeah. yeah, standing around. It's like 1130 at night and I'm standing outside of a show I wasn't at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks so for weird. Doing that. Well, I always come through. Uh, what, uh, what did you say? Okay, funniest okay, moment. Funniest Sorry, moment. you go first. Um, yeah, this wasn't a quote, but it was um, Marshall um, being Dracula at a Halloween party, like about to take the leap <laughs> yeah. as he like outstretches his so great. wings. Yeah, they were doing a montage of all the times he tried to make the leap, and one of them had just cut to a Halloween party, and he's dressed as Dracula with his yeah. cape. <laughs> um, and also that similar scene. Um, when Lily says, I will never be Linda. Wait, Kimmel. you took mine. You're supposed to only do one or t- one at a time. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was yeah. just on a roll. Yeah. Okay. So that was, your- so he compares himself. Like when Lily's trying to tell him not to do it, yeah. she's like, or he's like, did when evil Knievel was going to jump to snake river Canyon, did his wife say blah, blah, blah. And Lily says, for the last time I am not Linda Knievel. Yeah. It's funny. I will never be Linda Knievel. Right. And he says like, don't I know it or something yeah. like that. Do you think, <laughs> He actually had a wife named Linda. I'll bet. Okay. You do your next funniest moment and I'm going to look up. No, I, that's all I have. Oh. So I'll look it up. You do yours. I only had one more, um, which is just, uh, you mentioned it uh, when Robin, <gasps> yeah. yeah, Linda. Linda Knievel. Is she still with us? Uh, no. Oh, that's sad. Um, 97. Um. When Robin says I says she loves Barney and then he's like, yeah, blah, 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 you know, and um, she's like, OK, enjoy the party. And he's like, you too, kiddo, and musses up her hair. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it before. You didn't you didn't mention the you too, kiddo part, which I thought was funny. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. So we move on to how I met your mother would make it fashion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You go first. I didn't. Well, uh, this is also kind of like under fashion under the umbrella is a statement necklace. Robin has like an absurd butterfly necklace. But she also has in my if we're doing cheers and jeers here, uh-huh. my jeers goes to the awful ill-fitting yellow. It's like a tank in the front, but then it just like ties in the back. I don't know what you call that kind of that style of shirt. Tacky. It doesn't fit her. Yeah. And also, it has, it has rocks like. Oh yeah, it's like embellished with rock, rocks, pebbles. Yeah, pebbles. here's what I said. She wore that and Robin, the necklace. Like yeah, pebbles and the big yeah. necklace. I wrote Robin's ill-fitting Flintstones ass yellow tank because <laughs> yeah, it looked that's like exactly what it was. Um, but my cheers. Look, this, all season Marshall has been, or all year in Ted's terms, uh, Marshall has been killing it with the polos. Oh yeah! In here, he's got an Izod polo in in the yeah. the, the first part of the yeah. He uh, looks great. He's thing. wearing yeah. some Asics when he yeah. takes the leap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I like Marshall's polos. I'm wearing a polo right now. Yeah. I don't know what the uh, brand is. Can you tell? Um, Julian and Mark. Don't know what that is. Nope. But uh, it's a nice polo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
let's move on then to what's under the umbrella. Uh, I go first this time. Um, you already mentioned the, I noticed that you've gained some weight lately, which is like mm-hmm. referencing that Lily or that, that, that Alison Hannigan was pregnant in mm-hmm. real life, which also, so Lily on the rooftop is no longer covering her, her belly, right? Yeah. But then... In the scene in the apartment, in the, scene in the apartment, was. she's got a big ass bowl of popcorn. So they, so they must, must have, have shot it. Shot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's because I was like, is she? For a second, I was like, is it supposed to be a joke that she's eating an enormous bowl of popcorn by herself? Which yeah. maybe it is. But I was like, oh, I bet that's like, yeah, yeah. Um, you also you already mentioned the you also you already mentioned Sven. You already mentioned the sexism. You got beat up by a girl. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you didn't mention is when Ted's in the hospital. Uh, the orderly or the nurse or nurse aide or whoever he is um, who comes to get him to take him for is the same from the season three finale when he got when he was in the taxi cab that got hit and he had a line that you and I both thought was funny which was something like uh, you think it's good for your organs to be bleeding internally it ain't (laughs) or something like that Uh, but yeah the actor's name is Jaden Lund um, and it's very fun that he's in two season finales in a row yeah of how I met your mother. You got any similarities? Um, okay. Um, friends hooking up. So, um, like, interesting pairings. Um, must up hair. I had it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Both Monica and, <laughs> and Robin. Robin get their hair must. Yep. And then um, cell phones being used. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, also, I mean, both episodes feature a character sort of working up, mustering up the gumption to tell another regular character that they love them. Oh, that's a good one. You know? Yeah, that's a more obvious one than must up hair. But we both had must up hair. Yeah. Uh, any more? Should we play um, favorites? Let's play favorites. Yeah. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah. yeah. And this is a great How I Met Your Mother. I have no complaint. This is a, lot, a very funny How I Met Your Mother. But uh, I've said, I've, I feel like I'm, I have to eat my own words here because I've spent so much time saying that, like, I don't buy into the the melodrama and the soap opera stuff on Friends as much as I do on How I Met Your Mother. Um, but the, that that twist at the end of this Friends episode got me. Yeah. Yeah. I like I am I cannot wait to see what happens next. Yeah. I wanted to see your mouth agape. Yeah. Yeah. You're like um when there were all those videos of people who had read the Song of Ice and Fire yeah. books when they saw and their the friends red watching wedding. the red wedding. Yeah. 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 I I love I loved those and videos. And I think didn't you see my no, did we watch it together? Um No, I think I had already watched the red because okay. you didn't start it's such a weird thing. I watched Game of Thrones for years before you did. Yeah, and then I caught up. And then I think we watched season like five together, which ended up being the last one I watched because I hated it. Yeah. And then you stuck stuck with it. Yeah. And I was right, right, to quit. <laughs> that's what everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's the impression I've gotten is that like I yeah. got out when the yeah. game was good. Because I remember watching the Red Wedding with our cat Rishlu in my lap, yeah. like I was like petting her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but just like the uh, Benioff and Weiss, I'm sorry, I'm going to like talk about, talk shit about Game of Thrones for a second. Like they, like the, 
that moment is so impactful in the novels. Mm-hmm. And Benny and Weiss always have to take something and make it a little nastier. You know, mm-hmm. in the very first episode of Game of Thrones, they turn Daenerys' wedding night into a rape scene when it's not in the books. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's another later that, that was a consensual love scene, incestual, but consensual love scene between Jamie and Cersei in the books. They turned it into Jamie raping Cersei in in yeah, the show. It was... And another thing, like with the um, Red Wedding in the book, you know, uh, Rob, uh, Rob Stark's wife the, the whole reason that they get slaughtered is because he had promised to marry one of the one of walter frey's daughters and married another woman instead and she's pregnant and in the red wedding on the show he they go out of the way to show the one, uh, one of the assassins repeatedly stab her pregnant belly yeah which that's not in the book that's just like they just like to add nastier stuff all the time and that was kind of part of what bothered me you know yeah. and even when they did the the only thing sorry non-Game Game of Thrones fans. The only thing that I ever watching the show was like, I think that might be better in the book, was turning Oberyn Martell, Pedro Pascal's character, the Red Viper, into more of a character. Because in the, in the books, we only really see him through Tyrion's eyes, and we he's like, he's not really a full character. Mm-hmm. And they make him more of a character, which I kind of liked in season four. But then it's only so the Mountain and the Viper, when the Mountain crushes his skull... Is just nastier now because mm-hmm. they made him a real character. So it seems like Benioff and Weiss were not good storytellers. They just yeah. followed the books and tricked us into thinking it was good. But really, they were just like juvenile storytellers who. And then they had like the part when I, even though I finished the season, the time at which I knew in season five when um, uh, Theon has to watch Sansa. L- luckily, they don't actually show it, but has to watch Sansa get raped. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the part when I was like, I, th- I don't think I'm going to finish that. Like after the season, I don't think I'm going to stick with the show. Uh, that that was the moment that I, even though I finished the season, that was the moment I, I dropped out. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. I agree that it was needlessly rapey. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's uh, not important, but clearly like stuff about Game of Thrones that I've been bottling up for years. I, always, I, I felt the same way about um, Outlander. I only watched the it first season because like, someone wouldn't watch the second season with me. Excessively rapey. Well, the thing I, I guess, liked about the rape that happens, not liked, <laughs> appreciated maybe, okay. about the rape that happens near the end of the first season, which is the only one I watched, mm-hmm. is that so much time is given over to the fallout from that, you know, and that it, it that I feel like the show took it seriously it was like if this isn't going to be just a plot device this is something that has happened to this character yeah. and we're going to stay and I, I did appreciate that as opposed to something like i mean you and i both acknowledge that sopranos is maybe the greatest show of all time mm-hmm. but season three episode employee of the month has always bothered me because yeah. like melfi gets raped in that episode and it gets mentioned like one other time in the rest of like the series yeah. you know yeah. that's that's always bothered me that it's just like it's yeah. it's supposed to be like uh, showing something about how her emotions are tangled up with her patient Tony Soprano, and like it illustrates that. But it's like you had to do like you had to rape a character, mm-hmm. and then like almost never mention it. This one thing that bothers me. Yeah. Okay, let's catch up on our correspondence. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode we've ever done because oh. we uh, spent so much time on digressions. Um, uh, 
digression, digression high? No, it doesn't work. Um, catching my correspondence. Okay. It's been a couple weeks, so I have to go back um, to find things. Uh, and let's see. So... Okay, so we got, yeah, last week we talked, Paige, Paige has tweeted a lot, which is great. I love it. Love it, Paige. Um, Paige says, the first season of How I Met Your Father is not great. Lots of cringe, but uh, she's enjoying, but she liked the characters and is enjoying season two so far. So maybe okay. we'll do How I Met Your Father at some point. Um, let's see. What else? Paige also says, based on our call to action before, says she doesn't care to watch people open presents and even more so does not want to be watched while opening presents, yeah. which I totally get. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we were trying to think of the audience at a wedding. I use the word audience and Alex, uh, who also emailed, we'll get to an email. I, I think it's the same Alex who emailed, um, says the word is congregation, which I guess is right, but I, I think it's just guests. Guests, yeah. But if it's in a church, maybe then it's congregation. But I think of like a congregation being like followers of the church. Yeah, but I guess a a Catholic, which you've been to numerous Catholic, you've been to at least at least two Catholic weddings, and those that is a mass. It's officially a mass. You've been to three Catholic. So weddings. I'm in the congregation. So you're in the congregation. You've been to my sisters, my older brothers, and then we just. Last fall, went to my friends in Long Beach. And I went to a few when I was a child. Oh, actual Catholic weddings? Mm-hmm. No, I wanted to be I wanted to be your first Catholic. Nope. Um, okay, what else? Um, <laughs> Jackson says, y'all should do a bonus Mystery Diners episode at the end of every season. Jackson is just hard up for Mystery Diners and content. And so am I. I'm, I'm, I fully agree with you. Jackson, uh, always. I don't always think and forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Jackson's side. Uh, Paige again says, uh, um, so I guess she is from Ohio because she says, Dora's, aka designated outdoor refreshment areas, are very common in Ohio. Because we were talking about when we went to Halloween in West Hollywood and how I wish that for that event only you could like walk around with your drink. Yeah. Um, and, uh, apparently there are parts in Ohio. I know Kansas city has a, I don't know if there's any, first off, I don't know if they're called Dora's. Um, I don't know if there's any Dora's. It is cute. I don't know if there's any Dora's in St. Louis where I'm from. I know Kansas downtown Kansas city has one. Um, and yeah, Los Angeles, look, you want to think of California as progressive, ahead of the curve, blah, 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 all that stuff. One area in which California and Los Angeles in particular is uptight is about drinking. Yeah. You know, people don't really drink here. You've heard, I've heard so many people like I've seen multiple comedians from the Midwest do bits about how drinking the normal amount you drink in the Midwest makes people think you're an alcoholic in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Um, But also our, Last call is two, which and it's really one thirty. It's like one thirty. It's yeah. so stupid, yeah. you know. In in St. Louis, it's three, mm-hmm. and uh, in Chicago, there are most bars are two, but there are four a.m. bars. And so it's same like same as New York. Uh, yeah, I think New York it's pretty much all four a.m. Right? Yeah. Maybe there are two a.m. licenses in New York, but I know in Chicago it's a weird thing that like 
a lot of bars close at two and you just have to know where's the nearest 4 a.m. bar, you know? I don't want to drink till four, uh, whatever. Well, I, we're in our 40s now. Yeah. When you were in your early to mid 20s. Yeah, I would always often you, be out till four and like, then come back to the apartment and be up drinking till five or six. But that's the thing. I think it's a good it's a good thing to then move on to the apartment at two or whatever. Here's what I want. This is very specific to me as a movie lover. It has always bothered me in Los Angeles that if I go to a midnight movie, you can't go get a drink after and talk about it. You know what I mean? Huh, yeah. Because the bars. You can if you go to close. your friend's house. It's not as fun. Yeah. I want to go to a bar, you know? Okay. Whereas in Chicago, if you see a midnight movie, you go to, you know, Estelle's or the Lakeview Lounge or one of the many 4 a.m. bars. Um, okay, so I think that's all for Twitter. I know we also got at least one email that I that I mentioned from from Alex. Of course, it's not coming up right away yeah alec alex uh, it, it is the same alex i think uh i haven't read this one yet so we're going to discover it together hopefully alex didn't use any slurs <laughs> uh, <laughs> subject line ross's wedding uh, alex says i've heard of a derelict pub being demolished before a demolition permit was granted and they had to rebuild it but a church i doubt it uh, um uh he says yeah this really e- yeah, this is really not how a Church of England wedding works. I'm pretty sure the vicar would be aware if one of their parish churches was about to be demolished <laughs> and therefore wouldn't have organized an accepted payment to perform a wedding there. Also, I think normally the bride and groom would have to attend a few Sunday services for the reading of the bands. B-A-N-S. Traditionally a way of checking they weren't already married or otherwise not eligible. Interesting. Huh. Uh I don't think in the 90s it was that easy legally to get married somewhere that isn't a functioning church or registry office. And so a demolition site was probably a no-no. These days, Ross would need a wedding visa, too, though maybe not back then. Mm. Um, He says, have a great Easter. It's a four-day weekend this side of the pond. Mm. I remember once, and UK listeners like Alex um, and others, uh, let me know if this is true. Because I remember once being on the phone with uh, a a colleague in, in in the UK right before Easter. And he was talking about how Easter is a much bigger deal. Did I already say this on the podcast? Probably. That, um, and his thinking was because, because they don't have Thanksgiving, you know, Easter sort of takes that place of like the big family gathering food centric holiday, you know, whereas in the U S Easter is like, yeah, it's for kids and then like religious people. But like you and I as adults, like we don't really acknowledge or celebrate Easter unless it's like during quarantine, we need something else to do. Yeah. But like, we generally like just go about our day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, we certainly don't get days off. I know some, some people get, uh, our friend Julie had good Friday good off, Friday. which is weird. Yeah, that um, is weird. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I know some people cause yeah, my workplace before I worked there, the, I, I've been told they used to get Good Friday off, which is so strange. Yeah, I think in other countries too. It, like, uh, for example, my sister and I went on a trip to Costa Rica together, and it was we didn't realize that like Good Friday meant you can't buy alcohol. Not only it's can a very you not Catholic country, right? Buy, yeah. yeah, you can't buy alcohol. They cover all the bars with like sheets. Like we were at a resort. <laughs> But we ended up like making friends with the staff. And, like, yeah, they got it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they know. Um, okay, so but that's yeah, all weekend. We like kind of struggled with that. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why it was like a cheap trip, right? Yeah, maybe. 
Um, all right, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called How Are We Doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Now, we're skipping the Friends one because it aired the same day as last week's. There's nothing new to say. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go straight to How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother Season 4, Episode 24, The Leap, aired on Monday, May 18th, 2009, just two days before someone's birthday. Right? Yeah. Um... Uh, I'm not going to reveal what birthday that would have been for you because I know uh, a lady doesn't uh, share her age, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but speaking of ladies, this was the day, according to this website, that uh, Dahlia Grabowskite became the first woman president of Lithuania. Oh. And uh, I want to—I think that's a great um, thing for Lithuania. Um, I looked her up to make sure that I wasn't going to be like praise some monster and it seems like okay i guess generally okay i mean she was kind of like did that thing that politicians including like barack obama at this time were doing when it came to gay rights and gay marriage which is kind of like avoiding the issue which i so i understand that she got a lot of heat from mm-hmm. uh gay rights organizations for not sticking up uh, standing up on that issue mm-hmm. at all but um she seems like I don't know if there are any Lithuanian listeners, but she seems like generally been an okay. Uh, we should have leader. asked the dude that we met at the winery. He was like, "Oh, I'm from a country you've never heard of." That's We're right. like, "Try us!" Like, what? Yeah. What country? He's like Lithuania. We're both like, "Oh, we know of Lithuania." What? Oh man, if that had happened two weeks from now instead of two weeks ago, yeah, you could have been. I like, could have been like, "Oh, oh Dalia Gravoskite was your first female he would have president." Been shocked. <laughs> He would have been so shocked. Um, all right, top five songs in but the U.S. But then I stuck my foot in my mouth, and I was like, that's near Bulgaria, right? <laughs> He's like, no. No, but then his girlfriend, who I think was also from there, was like, I think she was like, well, relatively speaking, from California, yeah. it's sort of near it's Bulgaria. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> um, I had been drinking wine all day, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Number five, we got Beyonce, Halo. Maybe I can see a halo. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I can't remember the words, yeah. except maybe I can see your halo, yeah, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, there is. A, do you remember early days of, I think it might have even still been called the Comedy Death Ray radio podcast before mm-hmm. it was Comedy Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Arkman had a character named weirder scott ackerman and he would do very bad uh song parodies i don't remember that and I, I don't know why this is the main one i remember um uh was he did a parody of halo that was just hello and so instead of baby i can see your halo it was baby when i see you i say hello <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny yeah um that's number five number four is kid cuddy day and night Again, songs that I only know like one part of. Uh, number three, Jamie Foxx, Blame It. And number two, Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga's Can't Read My, Can't Read My, No, He Can't Read My Poker Face. <laughs> All right. Uh, number one, the Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow. Hanging in there. Yeah. But look, we're at the end of the season. Next week, when we start season five, it'll be only a week later in our lives. But it'll be months later in the world, and we'll have, like, all new songs. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's fun. always fun. All right. Um, final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week, uh, or in this case, next season, next fall, mm-hmm. uh, on the shows based only on the episode titles. But first, let's see how we did 
last week, and I had to say, we make a big joke about like always being tied. Mm-hmm. But we like, both nailed it, right? No, I didn't come anywhere near. Oh, yeah, I said Joey gets conked on the head by a falling piece of church detritus and has a fantasy <laughs> about Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> you said. Barney steals himself and, p- and prepares to spring into action, getting some, that is, with Robin. Okay. So, yes. you got it and I didn't, so I think you win? Okay. Uh, so, I have to donate $500 to what? To Tyler and Jenny's Oh, okay. Me. Yeah, Tyler and Jenny's GoFundMe. So, yeah, my co-host Tyler um, has been in the hospital since August, so much so that we did this last season that's how long he's been there uh he's got to go find me you can find it pinned to the top of the home page at battleship um you uh that's also where you can leave comments and correspond with us you, i have some this is gonna be fantastic you can leave a comment there you can follow me on twitter and at me like like page does and like jackson does at davy pretension you can also email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com like steph just did <gasps> like literally i was like, like you're t- we're doing this too soon like um uh no i mean that that's that was the last segment so we're don't we have oh we to, have to pr- predict next week yeah. yeah but um i just happened to look down and see since the last time i checked my email steph did email us um awesome. wow this is a long one too so should we save that for next no i want to do it right now okay we're not gonna have any correspondence when we record on tuesday though that's fine okay yeah um it'll, this episode's long enough we can do a short one <laughs> um okay. we asked for travel hacks Ooh. steph says i thought you'd never ask TSA PreCheck is worth it. Okay. Travel credit cards. Do a little research into what would suit your situation best. If you charge everything on it and pay it off every month, your credit score will score will soar too. Uh, I know Natalie is very big on that. We're going to uh, Manhattan for a, a couple days in the spring, and uh, uh, our fancy Manhattan boutique hotel is all got, all I points. A, I have a Chase Sapphire. Yeah. How does that? Um, how does that do? Access to airport lounges is another benefit of those. Um, she says, give yourself plenty of time for layovers. Your first flight might be late. You don't want to be stranded in a weird city you don't even plan, didn't even plan to visit. Um, tiles or Bluetooth tracker for your luggage. That's a great idea. I should do that. Yeah. Um, but we always do check. We, or we never check our luggage. We always do carry-on. Uh, that's not entirely true because some of these fucking predatory airlines have made it like so expensive even right. to carry on that it's like might as well check it yeah. um i think we checked luggage to like uh montana um right we went to no wyoming no where'd yeah. we go uh, we flew into west yellowstone uh, we flew that's to so montana wyoming. wyoming okay i'm sorry i'm so sorry to that part of the world uh we don't know um dress comfy for the flight be prepared for the drop in temp at night oh yeah uh where bring up she says bring a pashmina Pashmina, yeah. Um, yeah, I like to dress comfy, but not... I, I still like to respect the public space. I want to wear I hear clothes. that I'm supposed to wear compression socks. Okay. And also, there's like a bunch of hacks to like avoid jet lag. But, okay. Um, she says packing cubes to compress your clothes so you fit more in your suitcase. I could stand to do that because I'm a chronic overpacker. Yes, you are. Because I think I need everything. Yes, you I, do. Um, I broke my fancy duffel uh, when we went to... Boise for Thanksgiving because I overpacked it and yes, I'm kind of bummed. It was a nice like leather duffel. It was very cool. Um, 
uh, let's see, pack light and only a carry-on. Take an extra duffel bag for souvenirs. Check it on the flight back. Again, I'm not very good about that. Buy items on your buy items on your arrival, like toiletries. I have learned to do that with certain things, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, if we're staying in an Airbnb, if I'm staying in an Airbnb in Toronto, say, um, or or in Park City, I will just like buy some toothpaste when I get there, you know, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. Uh, she says I'll stop. Um, she said, I hope you address Jennifer Anderson's remarks on how this younger generation gets offended by everything. Yeah, I forgot. I did see that Jennifer Anderson said something about, I don't know, maybe she's been listening to our podcast. If so, mm-hmm. hi, Jen. I think you're the most talented member of the cast yep. and uh, uh, a, a, a very physically gifted comedian, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, she did say something about people revisiting friends and finding it offensive. And like, yeah, there is stuff that's offensive. That's that's the way time works. And Sorry, Jen. That's the way time works. Fuck woke, woke culture. Oh, yeah. Fuck woke culture. That's Jennifer Anderson. Um, yeah. Next time she appears on the cover of GQ, she'll be wearing a tie and a fuck woke culture yeah. T-shirt, not just the tie yeah. um, in that famous uh, GQ cover. Yeah. Um, here are a couple of bits of interesting trivia I copied and pasted from Wikipedia. Lisa Kudrow won an Emmy Award for her work in the episode. In this episode? In I didn't... I didn't realize that. Do you get if you're a cast, a regular cast member, is your Emmy award specific to an, for episode? an episode? I thought that was for like guests or like writers and directors. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. Uh, Kudrow gave birth to her son on the day of the episode's original airing. Wow. The episode received good critical feedback in the U.S. on its first broadcast and is often cited as one of the series' best episodes. However, when it aired in the U.K., it was poorly received, with criticism focused on the one-dimensional portrayal of Britain and the British. Um, I did notice in this episode... Oh, sorry. And then she says, can I pick anything up for you two from Borough Market? Is that... That's the U.K., right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah, Borough Market, fresh food market in the UK. Uh, well, don't bring back any fresh fruits or vegetables. You get stopped by customs, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We've got everything we can get at the shop attac- attached to the King's Head Pub in yeah. uh, in Santa Monica, right? Or the Robin Hood British Pub in uh, where is that? Um, North Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. North Valley Glen. Valley Glen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you see something you think we'll like, by all means, we have a we have a PO box. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, did you notice like the big product placement of the Virgin Atlantic when Rachel was flying? Right. Because I, we saw Richard Branson yeah. in part one. He probably paid for the travel. Of course he did. Yeah. He paid for all of those actors. Yeah. Yeah. All those British actors. Uh, all right. So let's see what's going to happen at the beginning of season five. Okay. I can't believe people are still listening. <laughs> they love us. Okay. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, but they, I do need you to vamp for a second. Oh. Uh, organic apricot preserves. Salmon rub seasoning blend. Cracked olive salad. Okay. Season five, episode one of Friends is called The One After Ross Says Rachel. Hmm. So I think it's, it's going to pick up exactly where it left off. We're not going to, it's not going to jump ahead. Right. We're going to still be there. It's going to be immediately afterward. I'm going to say that, um, 
I mean, I, obviously, like, Emily's not going to marry him. That seems too obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I should pick something about one of the other, like, guest stars, maybe. Um, oh, okay, okay. Jack Geller... Um, what's what I'm looking for? He gives in. Yields? He Yeah, yields to paying for Tom Conti's... Gazebo? Wine, I'm going to say wine cellar. Okay. Uh, because Ross f- fucked up the guy's... The guy's, oh, come on, daughter's life. Okay, that's my, okay. that's, that's my big prediction. It's the wine cellar starting off strong, <laughs> the new season. Well, what does that mean? You don't think that's going to happen? Yeah. I think that's a good guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. Anyway, um, season five, episode one of How I Met Your Mother is called... Definitions. Definitions. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is going to be about defining relationships. So relationship status. Yeah. You, you always try to not get away with naming people. <laughs> you have to name people. Okay. So this is going to be about... So... Um, okay. Barney and Robin... Okay. ...are going to start... They're pretty hot and heavy... And there's going to be um, some discussion about how they define yeah. what the terms of their relationship are. Yeah. Everyone's um, going to have some opinions. Okay, I'm going to say Barney and Robin have the ATR talk, assess the relationship, mm-hmm. in, uh, like, I think... Gen Z terms? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Uh, Barney and Robin have the ATR talk about their nonstop erotic cabaret. cabaret. I think that's the second time I've used nonstop erotic cabaret yeah. in these predictions. Yeah. It's but, a great uh, album. Great album. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, heard, um, heard Soft Cell on the oldie station the other day. Oof. It's weird. That's but then I also thought, like, that is, like... If in the 90s, I was hearing stuff from the 60s. Yeah, it is. Then I actually should, when I turn on the oldie station, I should be hearing even newer stuff than Soft Cell. I should be hearing like LFO. We are hearing. Right? uh, Yeah. Like LFO is 25 years ago, you know? Yeah. And it still sucks. All right. um, That's it. I already told you where you could find us and where you could find me. Natalie, will you remind them where they can find you on the internet? Well, they can't. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe. You should tell your friends. You should tell your mothers. You should give us five stars. Um, yeah, do write reviews. We will read them. Do write reviews. We will read them. Um, email us, like David said. Uh, tweet him or, you know, send us some treats from afar. Yeah, yeah. Stuff is going to do, maybe. Um but yeah, um, until next time, we'll see you in New Gloudenshire. <laughs> <laughs>